The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So how was your Thanksgiving? Well, we just got back from seeing my husband's family. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it it was so much fun because we haven't seen grandma in two years. Mm. You know, his mom. And my sister-in-law and her family, we just spent a lot of time together. We were indoors most of the time because we just wanted to be really careful because of grandma, even though now the kids are vaccinated. Well, actually, that's actually why we're getting vaccinated. Yes, we will be getting deep into that today, which is vaccines and kids. But that's amazing because it was pretty much, I think, essentially everyone's first Thanksgiving where they were actually able to see friends and family. I mean, still obviously with caution, but I I feel like the last two years, it was not really existing. So yeah, it was really nice for me as well. But we're we're full on in Christmas mode now, which is so crazy. The year is flying by. I mean, 2022 is literally a few weeks away, which I'm actually really excited about. I'm over 2021, like totally over it. Okay. But also like, how did it go by so fast? I feel like it went by faster than 2020. I do too. Well, 2020 was went almost too slow. <laughs> True story. Okay, so let's dive into it. Today's topic is something that Sarah and I were a little nervous to maybe talk about, but we said, you know what? Why don't we just do it because everyone's talking about it and we might as well put it out there. And I think we need to say this first before going into this episode, you know, we understand that everyone has different views and this is by no means us putting our political views or, you know, different types of views upon anyone. These are simply just what we believe in. And hopefully you guys can respect that as well. And obviously hopefully take some nuggets, but I wanted to put that out there because we are talking about vaccines. To be honest, Sarah, I I don't know about you, but so I did this thing with Dr. Fauci a few weeks ago or a few months ago. And as you know, I am pro-vaccine and something that I talk about quite often and quite openly about. And I thought when I got the opportunity to work with the White House with Dr. Fauci to do this, I thought everyone's going to be excited for me. (laughs) And I was actually really shocked when I put out that video. It was literally split down the middle, like 50-50. And that is, and I always knew that there were different opinions, different political stances on things, but it was that moment when I realized how divided and how 50-50 people actually viewed the vaccine, at least here in the States. And so that was a a big eye opener for me. Yeah, I think the newness of the vaccine is what makes everybody nervous. The sample size is relatively small. You know, the whole concept of we don't want to be guinea pigs. We don't want our children to be guinea pigs to this vaccine. But to be honest, I, I have to say that I was a little bit on that camp initially. 
But I think the more research I do, and something to add on to your you know, disclaimer at the beginning is, I think every parent should just do their own research, talk to their own community, and also talk to people that think differently about you and why they think that way. Not just about the vaccine, but just in general about everything to keep an open mind and then make a decision that you know fits your family, um, whatever you think it's best. So I'm glad you said that. But yeah, I think the newness of this vaccine, especially for kids, you know, ages five and 11 is what's what I'm gauging is making people nervous. So let's dive into that. Can you update us on where the state of, I guess, America is right now when it comes to the vaccine for kids? Because I know they just released this information. And so why don't we put that out first? It's the mandate, right? The mandate for kids. Is it ages five? I think it's ages five. Five and 11. They, I think they were introducing it, thinking about it this summer. And then every state also has a bit of a different approach to it. So just from like what I'm hearing Newsom saying for California, it's, you know, it, I don't think it's a mandate right now, but it's going to probably be by spring next year um, for LAUSD and maybe for independent schools fall of next year. So we're definitely on the road of making it a mandate for sure. So is it just a California thing as of now? Or? To be honest, that's all I'm keeping up with. I don't know what other states are, are are thinking or doing. Yeah. Let us know if you guys are listening to this. I would love to know if it's actually for all the other states. We're just focused kind of on where we're living it. And it does look like, our, I mean, our school where Chloe goes, they did bring it up saying that once it is mandated, then the kids are going to have to get the vaccine. Yeah. I mean, the school, whether they're independent schools or not, they're not exempt of like California mandates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what, what are the hesitancies that you're seeing amongst your community? And why don't you, why don't we start there as far as where you stand and also what you're seeing in your community? Yeah. Well, when I think when the, this, well, when the 12 and up came, Again, because I'm not in that category, I wasn't keeping up as much, but it seemed like for kids 12 on up, when that came out, I think at the top of summer, people seemed to be okay with it. The 5 to 11, I think it's become a little bit more controversial because even though, in my understanding, it's a third of the dose of the adult um, dose, mm-hmm. people still get nervous because the vaccine is new. The sample size was relatively small. And the, there has been like a couple cases with, really bad side effects. But I think that's like the rare, 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 incredibly rare case. I think yeah. Overall, what we're seeing is that it protects everybody. And, and if you're in California, for me, it was like, well, do I wait and do it in February or do I just do it now in August, no- October, November? Mm-hmm. That was my, my, what I was trying to balance. I, you know, I was like, I'm going to let everybody else get it in the winter and see what happens. And then I'll get it in the spring. I now feel comfortable doing it. And actually my kids got it done before Thanksgiving. Oh, amazing. And how old are your kids? Uh, and my kids are nine and almost nine and almost 11. So we're on the upper side of the five to 11 bracket. So I just felt confident and comfortable doing it. Okay, but to go back to your question, I think some of the things that people and even I was worried about initially when when the announcement came out was the newness and also this concept that some of the kids, some of the kids that in elementary school that had them that I know personally hovered without many symptoms. You know, they covered, they were home for five days, seven days, and then they were fine. It was like barely a flu of symptoms. So 
with that, some parents are thinking, well, what are the risks? What are the benefits? If it's just like they have to be home for three or five days, then maybe I'll just, I'd rather do that than give them the jab without really knowing what the long-term side effects are. So I think a little bit of that, but again, for me, I think what I started to realize was that, okay, even though the kids are not getting it as much and they are recovering relatively well from it, it's, there will be a handful of kids or even more kids that if they do get it might have more severe consequences. And it's really that percentage that I think I'm vaccinating against. And they're also spreaders, right? Like kids can carry and spread it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's also one of the biggest concerns with the kids. It's not necessarily because again, putting it out there, I'm sure you guys all know I'm not an expert at this, but but what it seems like when the kids do get it, they do recover quite quickly and very little to no side effects outside of like what looks like a common cold. But what I've noticed is that they quickly spread the vaccine that could obviously affect, you know, the elders and such. And so in that case, I do see the importance of kids being vaccinated for that reason as well. And not just for themselves, but also for like the people around them as well. 100%, especially for the holidays since people are traveling. I just, yeah, I, I feel like why not protect yourself? And I think the sample seems to be small from what I'm hearing, but it's enough to also feel confident about it and feel like okay about it. Like you're not, your kid's not going to have these crazy side effects. Yeah. I mean, we are going into holiday. I mean, we are pretty much in holiday season right now. People are seeing family for the first time. They're traveling They're, I mean, this is prime season to get COVID and to spread it as well. So I think it's it's great. I have to say though, and you guys all know my stance on how I feel about the vaccine. I'm very much for the vaccine. But interestingly enough, when they did announce, and again, I'm being completely transparent here, when they did announce that they will soon to be mandating kids five and up to get it, I immediately went to a place of hesitancy naturally. And I think it's because when it comes to your kids, you just think a little differently than for yourself, right? And Chloe is the very, she is, she just turned six, right? So she's like on that brink. It's not like she's 10 or 11. She is the youngest, one of the youngest age groups that could actually get it. And so I started kind of thinking about things that could happen. And so she is not vaccinated yet, but, and I know that I'm going to get her vaccinated at some point. But naturally, I did, I was a little hesitant to begin with. Yeah. yeah. So what are you, what are you quote unquote waiting for? Like, what's the threshold? Like today, I don't feel like it's necessary. I don't need to rush and be the first one at CVS to get it. But if this happens or if I see this, I'm going to go. Like, what is that line for you? I definitely think with my platform and such, I I do feel kind of the obligation to obviously make that first step and encourage other people to do it. But it's not like I need to do more research. It's just like me feeling completely comfortable. And I don't know if I will get there, but maybe if like a few people within my community of Chloe's age group, which is five and six, started to get it. And and I saw kind of more of that coming out and really realizing that it's okay. And I know it's okay, but it's just kind of not really knowing that many people at that age group that have gotten it. It's kind of like 
when the vaccine first rolled out, everyone was like, what is this? Yeah. Right. I kind of, I, I kind of had that sense with this as well, yeah. but I know that I will, the more I think about it, the more comfortable I get, yeah. but just being completely transparent, I wasn't comfortable in the beginning with at least Chloe. And I don't think you're alone. I think people initially were, I mean, and still are thinking, well, if I have a five-year-old and I also have an 11-year-old, how can they be getting the same dose? They are 30 pounds different in weight and size and whatever. Like when I think like, how can a fifth grader, my son who's 11 and then a six-year-old in kindergartner have the same dose? And like, I see them at school and they really are so different. Yeah. But then I think I was listening to something else and my husband was, and I were discussing that maybe the weight is not as important and the size because even in adults, like I'm a hundred and whatever pounds, 125 pounds. Mm. I got the same dose as a man who's 300 pounds. So I think that they're already, you know, including that variant in this range. And so far it seems to be safe, but, but understand your hesitation, hundred percent. And again, you're not alone. You're up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you're right when it comes to like, let's say the flu shot, right? It's like, no matter how, how much you weigh, no matter how tall you are, how short you are, how old you are, everyone gets the same dose, right? Can I be honest about the flu shot? I don't get it every year. <laughs> oh, really? Why? That's one thing I do get every do year. Get every year. No, yeah. I'm from Guatemala. I never grew up with shots. Like I, I, you know what I mean? Like I'm, that's not part of like how I viewed, you know, preventative medicine and things like that. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm you know, more educated now and I understand the benefits, but initially I didn't. And I, to be honest, I had a bad reaction to a flu shot a few years ago. Oh, I got it and I was sick for five days. Sick, 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 sick. Really? I was like, this thing doesn't work. Like what is happening? I've never even had the flu and I felt like I had the flu. So I've always kind of turned to more, not to sound hippity dippity, but like natural remedies, like Mm. elderberry and like honey and whatever, <laughs> um, just to boost my immune system and turmeric and whatnot. Though, to be honest, I get my flu shot probably every two years. I don't get it every year. Okay. Well, I guess I've actually, I feel like you're one of the f- first that I've met. I think it's such an American thing. Like every year you have to get the flu shot. That's just like part of it. And you just like, don't even second guess it, which is my husband gets kind of hard time every year. Oh, cause he gets it. He gets, he's the first one in line, you know? <laughs> He's like, get it in August. I'm like, Opa, it's not even, it's not even October yet. (laughs) Well, I'm reading here. I think this is an article from USA Today. It says that nearly 1 million kids have gotten the COVID vaccine already. And here's how to talk to your children about shots, because I guess there's a huge thing about kids being afraid of shots. See in the article, if it says kids, when you say a million kids, is that 12 and up or five to 11? I'm assuming it's all kids. Like, okay. Okay. Just, it says for kids five through 18, 11. Oh, 11. Okay. So this, oh, yeah. By the end of Wednesday, nearly 1 million children ages five to 11 will have received the COVID-19 vaccine. Okay. In the US. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Right. That's why, for starters. That's why I was wondering if that included 12 to 18, because that seemed like a lot, but I'm glad it's. So how did you talk to your kids about it when you went to go get the vaccine? Well, see, unlike me, my kids do get the flu shot every year. And I guess they're kind of used to it. I mean, my my son, they, they ha- they're they different. Like my son, who is almost to t- about to turn 11, he's very rational to him. It's like, if you tell him the benefits, he will eat it. He will 
take it, he will do it. If it's like, it's good for you. It's going to give you energy. It's going to make you sleep better. It's going to protect you against COVID. He's like, okay. And we tell him, we're always honest with him. It will hurt a little bit. You'll, you'll feel a little prickle, a little pinch, but it'll be over before you can sneeze. And to him, that's enough to rationalize it in his head. My daughter is different. She's scared of the needle. She doesn't want it. Mm. You can bribe her. I, I can offer her anything, a trip to Disneyland, anything, and she won't do it. She won't do it. It's really hard to get her to do it. She's very scared because she did have one incident, one experience with a pediatrician where she was like, it really hurt her and got, she was very scared. Yeah. But okay, what did finally work with her? Oh, say it. I, I need to know this. because. I, my oldest Chloe is so deathly scared of needles. Yeah, scared. Okay. And I don't know if this will work depending on your kid, but you know, she loves BTS. This summer was all BTS. You know how I feel about K-pop. And I never, I let her watch the music videos a couple of times just so that she could watch it, but I don't let her watch it all day. And I took my phone and I let her watch the BTS videos, you know, permission to dance or whatever. And I kind of let her watch it kind of, I could see that she was zoning out into space somewhere. And then, and I was like, okay, if you're ready, we're ready. She's like, uh-huh, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then the nurse did it and it was over and we left. Just let, just let the boys distract oh, her. Let them do the job. The hair and the fancy hair and makeup. Yeah. And that worked. And actually my husband is really, my husband took her this last time too. And he... Something about his energy makes her feel more calm. I'm a little offended by that, but... Well, maybe maybe because you get like all a little flustered and worked up too. I think so too, because I, I am deadly scared of needles and doctors. So maybe she kind of take my energy, but my husband's not. So sometimes with this, it's been easier if my husband takes her. And did they have any side effects at all? Okay. So my my son, no side effects at all. Not even a sore, tender arm. My daughter had a sore arm for maybe, you know, probably two days she complained about it, but she went to school the next day and it was fine. And they didn't have like chills and fevers, like, because I know a lot of the adults did after the vaccine. Yeah. A lot of adults did. I mean, I did definitely. No, no fever, no chills, no, no, nothing, which I was so grateful for. And they went to, they got it on a Thursday and they went to school on Friday. And then are they talking about it with their friends? Like I got the vaccine. Like, is it a big deal for them? Huge deal. Oh, that's like amazing. A badge of honor. Oh, awesome. It's very like, they're very proud. They're helping the community stay safe. They're helping grandma stay, stay safe. You know, they feel very at the edge of scientific you know, understanding. So it's been, it's been fun for them. And are their peers at school talking about that? Like, are they, but I would assume that some of their peers haven't gotten it yet. Right. I think there are. And we are always telling our kids to be respectful about those things. Every family has different opinions about, I mean, everything in general, crop tops, <laughs> but, um, but they talk about it. Our school talks about it openly. Our school, you know, our, our school is very respectful about, you know, you making your own choice, but you know, generally they encourage it. So yeah, just because I, I remember hearing some stories about kids during COVID or during that period of COVID spreading and people having to stay home. And then once the kids started going back to school, I've heard some stories of kids like bullying other kids of like being Asian. They had, uh, they brought COVID and I was actually quite shocked because obviously they're hearing that from some source at home or on the internet, or they're hearing it somewhere to know, like to, to make fun of somebody, right? Chloe came back from school. 
it wasn't Chloe. It was it was a, a mommy friend. Mm-hmm. So so then what happened? Like how did they handle that? Well, I'm not sure how they handled it, but I was just hearing more stories of kids being like making fun of other kids because of their race and COVID. And that got me really kind of worried that Chloe or my kids would experience that. We didn't, we never experienced that luckily. But this also got me thinking with the vaccine, like, is it, are people going to, because, you know, the kids listen to what the parents say and the parents might have views that are against vaccines at home, or maybe they're for vaccines, whatever it is, they are naturally going to be talking about that amongst their peers, right? And so I wonder if that brings any friction to kind of the the friend and group dynamic at school because of that. And, and you have older kids, so. I mean, that's a good point. I have not, I haven't heard anything. And again, this is so new that maybe those conversations will trickle in in a little bit. But I, knock on wood, I haven't heard anything like that. Yeah, it just breaks my heart. I'm just like, let kids be kids. And-, and, 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 you know, parents, we also need to be aware that some families will disagree and have proper constructive conversations around that. You know what I mean? It's not just the vaccine. It's, it's really anything. I mean, we talked about digital media. Like, like I said, there's some fifth graders that have iPhones. We're not going to do that, but I also need to teach my son to be respectful. If a, if a friend in fifth grade shows up with an iPhone, be like, hey, that's what your family, those are their values. That's what correct. Like, I respect that, but I don't really have one and I don't care to have one. So, I mean. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we're, we have learned from just media and such that there's only one right way. And if it's not this way, then you are stupid and you are you're not educated and you haven't done your research, da, 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 da. but what I've learned is that everyone has their own reason, right? Yeah. And even though I view things a certain way, it doesn't mean that that their views are not valid. And so even when it comes to the vaccine, right, a lot of times, and even myself included, I definitely guilty of this. I used to be like, oh, they're anti-vaccinators or they're anti, but I've learned that we should not call people something anti just because they're not for it, right? It's more like, as someone told me, they they told me, and I'm actually friends with them at school. They said, it's not that I'm anti-vaccine, I'm just vaccine hesitant or some, something like that. And I was like, oh, and that got me thinking. I was like, just because someone someone is not for it doesn't mean that they're against it. Um, and so we've, I've kind of had to like change my views on that and it's not like really black or white. Right. Well, I would start from this. I would start at like, for me, I would start at the foundation, which is everybody wants what's best for their children and their family. I don't think there's a single parent out there. That's like, I don't think this is good for my kid and I'm not going to give it to them. Or I know that that's bad for my kid and I'm going to go ahead and give it to them. Like, right. I, I would start there. I think every parent has the intention to do what is best for their child, for their family, to create happy, healthy, thriving children. And if I think if we understand people's hearts, then maybe some of that will dissipate. Like some of that will, we don't have to be so judgy about, with each other. Because if, if you understand the heart of every parent, whether that's how much sugar they're taking, how, like if they're getting the vaccine, like we all know that at the heart of every parent, they want what's best for their children. And nobody is going to act against that intuition. And look, being a parent is so judgy already as is, right? I mean, people are, 
once I became a mom, I was actually very surprised of how judged I felt from other people. And I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. I thought I was going to be entering like this wholesome community that would embrace like everything that I want to do. And I quickly realized that everyone is entitled to their own opinions and they will judge you for it sometimes. But I think to each its own and you kind of have to do what's best and what's right for for yourself and your family and, and feel good about it, right? And not really worry about what other people say. And I think that there's a cost and benefit to everything and you have to weigh that out for yourself. Yeah. Right? Because, okay, you don't get your child vaccinated. There's pros to that. There's also cons to that. You get your child vaccinated. There's pros and cons to that. And at some point you just have to weigh the cost and weigh the benefits and see what, what works. Yeah, I agree. So should we take a lunch break right now? Uh, my stomach's growling. All right, guys, it is here. The holidays are just around the corner. I mean, I cannot believe it. And I promised myself this year that I'm going to get ahead of everyone else and actually enjoy the holidays for what it is than worrying about last minute gifts. I mean, trust me, I've been there and done that too many times. Holidays are all about coming together with our loved ones and taking an active role in creating magic for the season. And I'm a true believer that memories are created from doing things instead of buying things. So whether it's cutting paper snowflakes, gluing sticky ornaments, or kneading holiday cookie dough, creating these things together actually create the memories for the holidays. Sure, we can buy ornaments, but isn't building your own so much more awesome? So this year, KiwiCo wants to invite you and your family to make the holidays a little less prepackaged and a little more hands-on, which I love. And of course, all while learning a thing or two along the way. So as you guys know, I've been talking about KiwiCo for a while now. My daughters and I have been using it for many, many months now, and we are obsessed. I mean, I've kind of lost track of how many boxes that we've done, but we still cannot get enough. And the most recent one that I did with my daughter, Chloe, was a pinball machine crate. And oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And she was just so astonished by the end of the project. We made everything from the board to the actual game in itself. We played with angles and momentum and the look on Chloe face when she finished the project was seriously so priceless. She was so proud of herself that she did it on her own with, of course, a little help from me, but it's a prized possession in her room. Now, no one can touch it. It's like on the top corner of her shelf. We also just got the walking robot crate, which we are so excited about to try. I love that KiwiCo allows kids to become so proud of their own creation and really value the process. So your child can get super cool hands-on science and art and geography projects delivered right to their door every single month. And I promise you guys, the day that the box arrives, that will be their favorite day of the month. I mean, at least it is for my kids. And you'll also be surprised at how high quality the materials are too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. As a busy parent, I know it can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged. So let KiwiCo do the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel at any time. So this holiday, don't just teach kids how to buy, but teach them how to build. Give them a gift of hands-on holiday with a KiwiCo subscription and celebrate a love for hands-on learning all year long. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BUMO at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code BUMO, B-U-M-O. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Cole 
As a leading functional medicine practitioner, I have had the unique position to see so many alchemize their pain and health problems to their purpose. Now I want the same for you. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers, where there is a fresh infusion of grace and lightness into wellness. This is the art of being well. Join me every Thursday for a new episode. Okay, it is lunch break time. I'm actually really excited. Do you want to go first? No, you go first. Okay, so it's not a food item, but it is something for your food. And it is this guy. Have you seen it before? Is it a weight? I have no idea what it is. (laughs) It does look like a little weight and a scale, but what it is, it's a heating cup mat. So for all you busy parents out there that... Get your cup of coffee in the morning, but never have time to drink it until the kids are out of the house. And then by the time you get to it, it's cold and it's gross and you don't drink it, right? uh This is a heating cup mat to actually keep your drinks warm and hot. It's actually brilliant. Like it's a game changer for me because I just leave it on here and it's safe. I think it automatically turns off if it gets too hot. So I will leave the house, drop off the kids, come back, and my coffee is still warm. And I, it's still drinking. It's amazing. Because microwaved coffee is disgusting. It's gross. It's the worst thing. Okay. Yeah. That item. Yes. Actually, my, my nanny got this for me about a year ago when she was with me. She, we don't have a nanny anymore. But she noticed that I would always drink cold coffee so she got this for me. It's just so thoughtful. A really thoughtful gift. Also a great holiday gift, I think, for parents. All right. Let me see the side of it. Let me see. Oh, yeah. It's just like a tiny, thin little thing. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Very cool. I have hummus with me <laughs> because I just, I, I love finding food that is nutritious, but also plant-based as much as I can. And so, okay, so this hummus is really good because unlike regular garbanzo beans, it's sprouted garbanzo beans and it just makes for a nuttier, more filled, like filled kind of flavor. And it's delicious. I feel like you always have hummus at your house. Whenever you're like serving snacks or whatever, it's always like crackers with hummus, veggies with hummus. You're right. I've tried almost like every hummus out there. This one is delicious. Super creamy. I mean, I don't know. Oh, it looks so good. What brand is that? I'm going to go out and buy it. It's a little thicker and greeny and smooth. It's delicious. And it's incredibly flavorful. Okay. It's called Blanta, which is 100% plant-based Italian food, raw hummus. It's delicious. And they make it here in California. And where did you get it? Like Whole Foods? Or? Yeah, they have it at the farmer's market, at Whole Foods, and you could just go to their website to and order it. It's delicious, vegan, gluten-free, nut-free, guilt-free. <laughs> guilt-free. <laughs> is hummus really guilt-free though? Because I could eat it the whole batch. And I'm like, at that point, is it still healthy? Not if you're eating it with Doritos or like, I know. Or like fried chip or whatever. But I mean, that's how I eat it anyway. My sister has a hummus recipe on her site. Uh, and sometimes I try to make it, but if I can't make it, I just grab this one. It's really good. Not Namu Foods, right? Her sister. Can you tell us a little bit about what your sister does? Because I find it so fascinating. I mean, she has such a fantastic testimony, but technically she was ill for years. And then it really, it was only until she changed her diet to plant-based that she 
kept herself out of the hospital for years. So she would go to the hospital three times a year and just a lot of gut issues. And it wasn't until she changed, radically changed her diet to plant-based that she hasn't been to the hospital in four years. And to us, that's, it's like a huge life. That's incredible. That is incredible. I mean, she has a little bit of meat here and there. So she doesn't call herself vegan, Mm -hmm. plant-based, and she can have a little bit of things here and there, but it's like 90% plant-based. Amazing. And it's Namu Foods, N-A-M-U Foods, if you guys want to check that out. Yeah. If you you can make it at home, if not, this one's also fantastic. (laughs) So we're back. (laughs) And let's talk a little bit about, just to wrap up this whole vaccine conversation, about kind of the cost and benefits and I guess what made you make that decision, right? I think for me, when I was, I was mostly weighing like, do I get them? Do I give them the shot now in October, November? Or do I wait till February to do it, right? That's what I was, the line I was trying to walk. But this is what I started to read a little bit about preventable, like how if you take the the vaccine now that it's available, you can prevent the kids getting it, especially through the winter month, which is when, you know, numbers spike up because sort of the long-term effects of having COVID are number one, kind of unknown. And number two, Mm. cases that do have are kind of long lasting. And so I think once I read that, I was like, let's just go to CVS. And so you and your husband both, agreed upon that together? Well, my husband, like I said, he's like, it's available. Let's go. Let's make it up. He's the first one in life. He's like an early adopter, whatever they call it. And I was like, wait, hold on. Like, let's see the sample size. Let's see like what other people are saying, if they got it. I was definitely more hesitant initially. And really it was this whole concept of long-term side effects that kind of you know, made me get it, which is why I asked you earlier, what is your threshold? And like, when will you say like, okay, we have to do it. It's that's, uh, that's, I mean, honestly, I'm after talking to you, I'm like, oh, maybe I should just do it now with (laughs) Chloe before going into the winter months. I I just don't want to like risk it, you know, but we obviously have to all agree to that. But yeah, I mean, we're all going to eventually have to get it anyways. The kids are going to eventually have to get it anyways at some point. I mean, I, for adults, we're going to have to get into our third. My parents already have their third, but I'm still waiting. By the way, is that open for everyone? Not yet, right? I think, oh shoot, what did I read? I think 18 and over is open, yeah, for boosters. For boosters. Yeah, it used to be only for, you know, elderly and people with health conditions, but 18, um, it's either open or they're having the discussion to open 18 and older for boosters. You know, so weird. <laughs> I don't want to get the booster. <laughs> Why? Oh, is it the whole same thing of like, you don't need the flu shot type of concept? A little bit. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. My husband's going to kill me. But I, I, with the booster for me, I'm going to wait a little bit. I had, and I, I'm not trying to, I can only really speak for my personal, you know, experience, but I had a really bad reaction my second, with my second shot. I took it at the beginning, at the end of spring, you know, up in April. So I'm like, I'm going to wait a little bit. For myself, but they're really understanding long-term effects for kids and just like wanting to prevent, you know, any long-term effects for the kids if they get COVID as we're traveling for the holidays. And I mean, according to the data, 90.7%. And also what I'm reading is that the vaccine for kids is 90.7% effective to, and like very minimal side effects. So, and we just did it for that. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe it's time for me for Chloe to, to go get it. She's so scared of needles. I'll just say that 
Sophia got it. And she'll be, she, by the way, like idolizes um, the mask that you gave her that I told her that Sophia gave to her. She wears it every day. She will not wear anything else. We literally have to wash that mask like two times a week because she just won't wear any other mask. So I know it's really cute. But look, I think we're living through a time where it's very, very tricky to navigate this, you know, this whole new world. And I think we're all naturally a little hesitant with anything that's new. But I think researching, talking to other parents, to your community, you know, just having people, having open conversations without any judgment really allows you to figure out what is best for your family. And so I'm glad that we had this conversation because now I feel a little bit more confident in get having Chloe get the the vaccine. Yeah. And also yeah. Like really removing the stigma around this specific conversation with other families because and normalizing differences, differences right? And normalizing different choices and lifestyles and and what looks what makes sense for your family. We have to normalize that. If not, I don't, it's, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's a, especially once you become a parent, it's really hard to, if, especially if you want like a wide range of like just a community, right? Everyone naturally is going to come with their own views and different uh, opinions about things. And so it's really, on us, on how we, I guess... Communicate that. Yeah. yeah. And and not be that judgy parent, yeah, right? And exa- yeah, and not be that judgy parent. I'm guilty of that. And I... We're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. I am too. So we're all just trying to do our best. Let's close this episode with some fun little comments that we received on our... DMs. We love hearing from you guys. We really do. We really do. It's it's really nice because I feel like we're not just talking to a vacuum all day. But first of all, how dare you? You and Lynette, how dare Me? you? Yes, you, Chriselle Lim. Host the what did I do? That were supposed to be part of our vault. I did. But you know what? Lynette sent it to me. And if she sent it to me, I mean, that was all I needed. And yeah, so we we basically have this little vault of all of our embarrassing moments together. (laughs) Lots of photos Mm. and inappropriate things here and there, but... But we were living, we were living, I'm actually kidding. I'm glad that you posted them, but there was a lot of chatter about that. Like, I think maybe people don't know how far back you and I go. So I'm really Mm. happy that they saw that. I think that photo was from 2007. It was 14 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I got comments on that, you know, just like, oh, I, I can't believe you guys have known each other for that long. Um, somebody wanted to know where we were that night, like what club that was that night. Okay. We have to keep in mind that most of the people that are listening to this haven't seen that photo. So let me, let's just explain to you guys right now and describe you how this photo looks. We were at some sort of club in Hollywood, we are dressed like little hoochie mamas in all white. Actually, Lynette was the one with like this really low top. Very, uh, very slutty. No, and we were just dancing and having a good time. And I think we looked pretty good. I mean, we did. I think it's maybe that's just because now we're moms and you're like a businesswoman. Not that we, we can't have those moments anymore, but I think 
at least for my community, I don't think they've seen me in that setting. You know what I mean? Like the only thing I'm posting the past 10 years is like cooking, cleaning, feeding, and like doing mommy things, you know? So I think maybe people forget. I mean, I forgot what it was to be 21, I think. And I was, I mean, let me remind you, you, you had it going on (laughs) and you know, the boys loved you and you, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so there was a lot of DM chatter around that. And I think it was a positive, a positive reaction. Like, Oh, like you forget how wild or I don't know about wild, but like just more, um, free or more in that party mode we we used to be or, or had. But we kind of had that moment the other week at the Baby to Baby Gala. Okay, can I say something about that? Just because I was going back and forth between a dress and uh-huh. like this like really more demure black dress. And then I uh-huh. that red dress with the sleeves and like very fitting. You looked like a hot tamale that night. Like I was like, wow. <laughs> I think like this summer was like a very special summer for me and I don't usually wear stuff like that. But after this summer, I just thought like, I'm going to wear color and I'm going to wear more form fitting things and things that just make me feel like sexier. I don't know how else to put it. And I was thinking back at your piercing and then I was thinking back at that night for me, how it was not a midlife crisis, but definitely wanting to see myself in more color and wanting to see myself more, um, more feminine and more, I don't know, just more womanly, I guess. And um, taking that moment and being like, I'm just going to go for it and see how it feels. And I'm um, so proud of you. I'm so glad that you did that. You looked amazing. You, I felt like you felt confident and sexy that night. I did. And, and I, needed it. I really needed it. Yeah. I think, I think we all need it. I think we all need that moment of, oh yeah, I have this in me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still hot. I still got this in me, you know? Or at least just have the confidence to, to do it. Yeah. 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 But we, we kind of had our, our clubbing cause Sierra was performing and I was getting down on the dance floor. I had the best time ever. You and Lynn were like front row. I couldn't make it up to the front. We were stuck in the back cause I couldn't get through the crowd. But you guys were having a good time up there. And she looks yeah. so good. She looks so good. Me and Lynette, we were like screaming. We we're like in the front row. We we're being total fangirls and we we're just getting down. It was the best time. But anyway, speaking of fashion, we are actually going to be recording a episode uh, for next week in regards to fashion after becoming a mom, because I think this is a topic that kind of gets overlooked because I mean, come on, yeah, it's fashion, right? And it's like, well, maybe we don't. Yeah. But I think that it's going to be a really fun episode. So if you guys have any thoughts and questions, if you guys have any thoughts and questions on what we should be talking about and covering in regards to mommy fashion or not mommy fashion, let us know. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. You know, as we mentioned, everyone has their different views and stances, but I hope that you guys were able to kind of understand where we're coming from and just be open-minded. And hopefully you can make the best decision for your own family and for yourself and feel good about it. So with that said, please, please, please leave us a review. If you guys are listening to this, it would mean so much to us. And 
DM us. We love seeing guys in our DMs. You can find Sarah at Mama Son and then myself at Chriselle Lim or we also check the DMs at Fumo Parent. Thank you so much and we'll see you guys next week. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram. 